This music. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it play for like another three or four seconds. Hunter, do you know? Well, yes, I know you know what it is. John, I, I can't. I'm going blank right now, and I just can't figure it out. Ah, this is Rudy. Oh, love it. Soundtrack to Rudy. It's one of those that gets me pumped up. I just thought I was talking with Hunter. I was like, well, "What kind of intro music should we have?" And uh, Rudy was the winner. Have you seen Rudy, Hunter? I haven't. You need to put that one on on uh, maybe just a not, drama list. We're gonna do dramas. Th- after. That's definitely a drama. Okay. Would you characterize Rudy as a drama, John? Inspirational drama, real life. So a movie that was based upon something that was real, and, and they did a great job with it, uh, putting it out. Yeah. I was never really big in, into sports movies, so but, I just didn't. Ever this was it. pretty neat, though. This, you know, and uh, this one would really go. It would surprise you because it's it is about sports, but there's so much more behind the story than it is just him playing at Notre Dame. It's just the the nonstop passion and drive that this kid has. It's true story. Rudy Rudiger, um, his, his drive to just go to Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, and then he ends up wanting to do it for his, his friend. And I won't I won't spoil it for you, Hunter, because you definitely need to put it on your list. <clears throat> but uh, great inspirational, you know, never quit movie. No doubt about it. Yeah. Every time I get more than four hours of sleep, I always go back to that scene where Rudy tells the uh, um, the groundskeeper, the groundskeeper. He says, There's you know, not a guy in this stands. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he, he had less than four or more than four hours. He was working on four hours of sleep a night. And I thought, oh, my gosh, four hours of sleep every night. That would take a toll. So, Hunter, how was the uh, how was the weekend? It was good. I worked here. Okay. Yesterday, <laughs> 3 to 12, and then today, 3 to 12, so uneventful. Anything exciting happen? No, not really. Yeah, same old. Just kind of relaxed. It was nice. PlayStation broke? It did. I'm distraught. Yeah. have to go buy a new one tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to it, but I, I I told my friend, like, my PlayStation is, like, the one thing that, like, if it ever breaks, I'm going to be, like, distraught. Yeah. Like, okay, I need my Mac for work, but, like, my Mac doesn't really entertain me. Now, I say that it's going to break tomorrow, so knock on wood. I hope my Mac doesn't break. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. my PlayStation is like my baby. Gotcha. John, anything exciting over the weekend? Uh, nothing exciting over the weekend. Nice church service day, hanging yep. out with the family. Pretty simple day. Uh, Coming here, have a little fun with you. Yeah, you so got. It's a great end cap to a great weekend. You got to hear the uh, the the. Well, you were on the live show of the uh, Cameron Mills Radio Hour, and uh, you got to experience uh, Cameron Con. That was really funny. It's funny, isn't it? It is really good. It's kind of. It's not what you expect. So is right. so. Here's Cameron, the sports guy, and he's incorporating all these different aspects of what his day to day life is with you all. Right. And uh, quite frankly, he plays off you all pretty well, or you all play <laughs> off him. One of the two, because it's actually very entertaining. I think deep down, Hunter, you probably agree with this. I think deep down, Cameron, he loves all the stuff that we talk about. He does. He does. And 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 you can tell. We get more discussions about our segments on my movie or on Cameron Con yeah. than we get on sports. I think it's funny. People stop us more for that than they do for sports. I think it's funny. Well, guys, you are listening to the uh, Topic of Choice podcast. And uh, this is a podcast where we try to have a new guest every week. Uh, the topic is, of course, their choice of what we uh, of what we are going to talk about. Uh, we talk about all things uh, interesting. So tonight on the Topic of Choice podcast, we have a good friend of mine, John McNamara.
So, John, you and I, we go way back, right? We do. So tell me, tell tell the anyone who's listening, I know there's probably some Lexington people who might be listening to this right now. Uh, what are the earliest memories of, of our friendship? Well, it starts with me running Sal's Italian yep. Chop House there in, in here in Lexington uh, for uh, the Bluegrass Hospitality Group as a general manager and got this nice patio that nobody sits on. So we had come up with this idea to have some live entertainment out there on, I don't remember if it's Friday or Saturday night, whatever right. it may be. Right. And uh, we, you know, we do a couple different people two weekends in a row and nobody's there and, you know, pretty typical of the scenario at that particular moment on that patio. So all of a sudden someone says, Hey, you got to try this band called South Porter. Maybe I hope I'm. No, that was it. That, that was it? the name. Uh, yeah. South Porter. And I'm like, he's a <laughs> Dave cover band, Dave Matthews cover band. I'm like, great. Well, that's awesome. So we go sign you up and, and I'm talking about you bring a following. I mean, we haven't had any that many people on the patio in the entire time. <laughs> and I think you're supposed to play from, let's just say eight to 10. I certainly right. don't remember the exact time but the place is packed at 10 we hadn't had anybody out there you know so i was like i walk up and hand you i don't know if it's 100 bucks 200 bucks i'm like can you play for another hour and you said sure yeah so, it, it was 175 bucks and you handed me i think you just gave it to me cash and i looked at my buddy deuce who we were we were playing and and i looked at him and he was like yeah because i mean at that time two single guys 16 we, years ago that's right oh my gosh it's been that long yeah yeah so you were in a band, Joey, right? Oh. I, I knew that you You've would never ask told that. Told me this. What? This is blasphemy <laughs> that I'm just now finding out about this. Oh my God, the guy can sing like you've never. I mean, I'm I'm not exaggerating an, an ounce. He can cover Dave Matthews and Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I remember. Day, that's right. Goo Goo back, Dolls. Oh, he killed it. So we we pay him 175 dollars to keep this crowd there, and then the hours up before we know it. I'm like, well. We don't want them to leave, so I pay another hundred dollars. I think at this point, can yeah. you stay a little longer? And then the neighbors above the the restaurant, that's behind right, behind the hill, losing their minds. Our phones are just going crazy. We had people. We had turned it, and because the crowd had gotten so so large out there, <laughs> and Hunter, there was you know, the, I mean, people are just drinking and eating, having a good time, and it was two of us, and we were doing an acoustic set. A, D- a Dave and Tim. I don't know if you know who Tim Reynolds is, but Dave Matthews, you know, and then he has this guy Tim Reynolds and they do this acoustic you know cover through all of Dave's songs and that's what kind of was was our shtick and you know we did that and so two hours in people are having fun and like John was saying I remember it was so crowded it got so loud we just started turning it up and turning it up and getting the music more from like eating your meal and having some fun music to now we're going to jam for I mean oh, yeah. the next hour and uh it was a blast. I'll never forget that night. That was a ton of fun. And I've said to people all the time, you need to hire him. And you're like, I'm, I'm in retirement. Yeah. Oh, right now you mean? Yeah. 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 I still say it. You said. So I, I can tell you, I'm coming out of retirement oh. in, uh, let's see, it, it, there, I have the date. I actually have almost the date. So Sarah, my wife, turns 40, okay, uh, in about a year and a half. So two years ago, she told me, she said... For my birthday, I, I, she wants a party, so I'm gonna throw her a big party. And she said, "My the only present I want, I want you and Deuce to play an entire set." Wow! So she said, "Wherever you're, wherever we're gonna throw the party, you know, make sure there's a place that you guys can set up." Where do play. I go to buy tickets? Right, I'll, I'll let I'm everyone in. know. I'll let everyone know where it is. So I called Deuce this past week actually, and I said, "Hey man, I need to give you fair warning. We've got like 18 months, and we need to bring, we need to get our chops together." He's and so this guy, he still plays daily does he really yeah yeah i mean he's recording he is 
me, my guitar strings are like copper. They've they've <laughs> aged so much. The guitar's sitting in the corner. So I need to I need to get uh, I need to get back up to speed. And uh, you know, I, I hope it comes back quickly. So anyway, I'll be coming out of retirement for that. That will be a I fun be party. There. Yeah, you'll be there. Absolutely. So anyone listening, um, no, not to anyone listening. I'm. I'll be there with the camera. Yeah, right. yeah. I'll be there with the camera to make sure that people <clears throat> listening can see it. Hunter, let's shout out your. I, lo- I like your new business card. I'm looking at oh, it right you. now. Hunter Drake, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your business. Uh, so my, I do a photography business, doing portrait work, uh, and it's photography by Hunter Drake. So if you need families or got a senior in, in high school or college, give me a call. Yep. He's got a website, does fantastic work, guys. Give uh, give Hunter a call, book him for your next gig. But yeah, Hunter, you'll absolutely be there <clears throat> taking some pictures, but also having a good time and uh, hopefully um, believing that what John is saying, you know, is true. Is true. I, That's I have right. no <laughs> doubt. I have no concerns. I have 100% confidence that Joey and Deuce will absolutely murder it. So. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So, John, you are you are uh, in the hospitality business. Yep. That is something else that you and I have uh, a lot in common. Uh, I had a I had a pretty long tenure in the hospitality business, and you and I have always gone back and forth with everything from ideas um, to best practices to what are the challenges that we face. So, one of the things I know that we were going to talk. About about tonight is anyone who might be listening that loves hospitality, whether that's restaurant. Well, let's let's just focus there, uh, you know, because okay. I know hospitality is a lot of different um, aspects. I actually didn't know that restaurants were considered hospitality. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, that and hotels. I mean, but it, any there's so many different things, and you really don't see it as much in a city like Lexington. But in my previous life, before working for BHG, I was a general manager of Roos Chris Steakhouse yeah. in the city of Chicago, and that's where you really see the hospitality side because that could be anything from something down with the theater, something to do with a sporting event, anything that realistically was about entertainment or an evening after 6 p.m. really fell into that hospitality. Concierge services. I mean, there was just so much going on in a city like that where Lexington's just a little bit slower pace and a different model. So you, you were talking, though, that you were in Chicago. Yep. I, I remember seeing a picture, so digress a little bit with me, of you on a basketball court at some point. Yes. Tell me a little bit of what what tell me a little bit about that background. I graduated from LSU. Okay. And during my time at college, I was the head manager for Dell Brown and I was the freshman the same time Shaquille was a freshman. So Shaquille okay. O'Neal. So we were I was on the team as the basketball manager. He played. He was there three years. It took me a little while to graduate. I was there for five years. But I got a chance to travel all over the country with LSU basketball That's awesome. during my time as a student in college. Was it, Did you ever think that you wanted to continue doing something in athletics at that point? <laughs> I actually did not think that going into a business where the success and failure of 12 18-year-olds was going to be the right thing. But I did such a smart thing. I got into a business where it's about 150 to 200 18 to 24-year-olds that were going to determine whether I was successful or not. Right. So I'm not very smart. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, so so you left you left Chicago. Yep. How did how did you get to Ruth's Chris? Let's let's jump stay stay in that area. All right. So Dale Brown, this really good friend, was a gentleman by the name of T.J. Moran, and he owned eight Ruth's Chris steakhouses throughout the country. He was the very first franchisee, and he was based out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Had him in Chicago to Jacksonville, Florida, all over the Nashville. Um, anyway, 
he Memphis. And so he said, Hey, would you ever want to get in the restaurant business? I've watched you for the last five years working for coach Brown. I got a job for any time you want to manage. And I didn't have him busting down my door with my 2.108 GPA. Well, I feel you there. So, uh, I, I, I certainly didn't have a ton of options, but I knew I wanted to lead people. And I always had, a, I loved serving, working as a basketball manager. We always got joking, you know, we were water boys, but at the end of the day, we had a very significant role in the, yeah. in the program. And I loved leading people. And as a, as the head manager, my last three years had people working underneath me. And I just sort of learned all the players and players played coaches, coach, and this really fell in line with really love of actually had to lead somebody. Yep. And I wish I would have known then what I know now, as I've grown in the leadership world. Uh, but then getting Worked in Baton Rouge for a couple of years in the restaurant world. Got moved to Chicago with the Roos Chris there. Uh, became the general manager at the age of 28. Oh. So I had a lot of things work in my favor. Opening yeah. of a second restaurant in the area. Sort of dispersed the management team. Gentleman ended up leaving un- unexpectedly. I get the jobs in interim basis at the age of 28. Sort of got lucky and redid some things. And next thing you know, I was the name the GM. And did that for the next four and a half years. And grew up in Frankfort, Kentucky. Okay. And Bruce... Drake and Brian McCarty, who owned Bluegrass Hospitality Group, had found out through the meat company, mm-hmm. bought the beef, prime yep. beef from the same place, and uh, they were looking for a new general manager at the time back in 2002 to run the original Malone's off Tate's Creek. So I get this phone call out of the blue one day, and coincidentally, one of the guys that was with me at the baseball game where I got the phone call from was from Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. Just purely coincidence why I hired this kid off the street in Chicago, became one of my dear friends. Um, Anyway, make a long story short, I get recruited to come run the one restaurant here in Lexington. Took the job. Everything has been great. Um, and I tell you a funny story. I always used to say my name was Johnny Mac. That's how, that's how I used to know you was yeah. Johnny Mac. Well, that was never the case. I mean, a couple people called me Johnny Mac, but I always dreamed of coming to Lexington, mm-hmm. utilizing family and opening Johnny Mac's Prime Steaks and Chops. Oh, gotcha. And competing against these guys after a couple years. Well, 17 years later, I'm still with the company. They're amazing two people. Yeah. I've been so blessed and thankful to have found a career and a company to grow with. And uh, I've been very fortunate. Yeah. For those listening, you know, in the, especially in the Lexington area, you know, those that are local, they, they know BHG. Sure. BHG does everything. I mean, you guys just do such a great job. Um, from, from the time the guest enters into that door, you know, to the time that they're leaving, the check is presented. Uh, there's just, I'll be honest with you. There's never been a time and you know me, I'm going to text you. I'm going to call you. And and if there's a major, there's no, there's, you guys just do it right. Well, you're kind of say that, but I can assure you we have plenty of fun. That's right. Uh, uh, But I think the interesting thing about our company is it, it it does have a gene to serve and that's a G E N E. I, Mm -hmm. I say that sincerely that we are going to fumble. I think we genuinely want to recover the fumble, right? Whether it's that time, hopefully on the spot, we have the ability to re- rectify any situation. But at the end of the day, I think even the next day, we're really trying to make it right. Yeah. And I think the guest feels that. Now, we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I only know one man that walked on water. That's right. And we're not close to that. That's so right. So at the end of the day, we're going to make a lot of mistakes, but we generally try to have great service and yeah. environment that's comfortable for people to be in with people that really want to take care of them. Yeah. I think you've hit it right on the head. And uh, any concept, uh, restaurant concept, that that goes all out, like you said, they're going to fumble. They're going to make those mistakes. But it's how you how you pick that ball back up and and move forward. So John and I have had, you know, many discussions over um, 
uh, hospitality and restaurants and such. Uh, Hunter, let me ask you this. In your experience, you're, you're, are you from Lexington? I'm from Louisville. You're from Louisville. Okay. So there's a, is there, a, I think there's a, two Drakes there's there. two Drakes there now. So when you think of going out to eat, all right, obviously we all, we all have different uh, tiers. Okay. Well, what do we want? You know, so let's say that, that you're heading to, um, uh, let's just say a Malone's or a Drake's or something, right? What are some, what are some of the things that you look for as a guest when you walk in? Like in terms of like anything, uh, Look, Malone's is my favorite restaurant in Lexington. Thank uh, you. So I always walk in ready for my mini cheeseburger sliders because <laughs> they're like gifts from the Lord above. Um, I actually didn't know. We always don't have Malone's in Louisville. Um, but when I got Hopefully to Kentucky, I, I, fingers crossed, when I got to Kentucky, everyone was like, you got to try Malone's. You got to try Malone's. And so I went and, man, I fell in love with that thing right there. And my family, every time they come down, to Lexington, they're like, "Where do you want to go to eat?" And I'm like, "Well, we're going to Malone's. You shouldn't have to ask." Um, so I'm there quite a lot. Yeah, I probably know my order by now, but I'm okay with it. Nice. You know, there's a uh, there's a movie 1996. It's called The Big Night. If you haven't watched it, John, <clears throat> put it on your to rent. I will. And t- it's got Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Like Blockbuster has it. I bought. <laughs> Blockbuster. <laughs> I, I don't even think Redbox has this. I know iTunes has it. You can get it on iTunes. I, I, I will definitely get it. Yeah, it's called The Big Night. And here's why I love it is I still reference this whenever I see an old shop or an old place in a building. I think I wonder if if it could happen there. So <clears throat> this movie is about two brothers from Italy. It takes place in this, I think, the 50s or the 60s. And they ha- their, their restaurant is failing. There's no foot traffic into the restaurant. But the food is, I mean, just all pure, authentic Italian cuisine. And what they do is it's the story of these two guys. They, they, in order to make a Hail Mary play, they take all of their savings and they try to have one last event party. And they invite the, the top brass from the city, friends, family, in hopes to, to ignite a spark, to get the word going to save their restaurant. Sure. Right. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you how it ends up, but every time I see a store, or I see a, a, a shop that goes dark. Okay. You know, we're, we all see it. Yep. The restaurant has, has opened up no matter what it is. Six months, eight months, a year later, there's the, the realtor sign is over it. And I, and I look at that and I, Think of that movie and I think what individual is coming to any city, whether it's Lexington or, or wherever, you know, what are the things that, that, why, why do they go dark in your opinion? What causes, and I know there's a lot, yeah. but what are some things that come to mind? If someone's sitting here going, I really think I could do it with barbecue. I really think I could do it with Thai food or I really, you know, I'm curious. Is, I is, think you've got to look at what the segment of the food you're actually serving and what segment it represents of a market. So you know, we all know a mainstream American food represents, you know, if you look at burgers, steaks, anything in the chicken, the pork world as a general rule, they're going to represent, let's just say 70% of the market in terms of, and so what's a market really worth? So you have to start trying to play it a little bit backwards and it gets a little complicated. But at the end of the day, if you're going into, let's just say the barbecue market, we tried, it didn't work out with us on meats. Oh, I didn't, I've completely, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But I think if you really look at what are we trying to get into though? What's the purpose of this particular market that we think we can dive into? And I've always sort of said, if you can't get into the right niche, 
that makes the most sense long-term and gives you long runway for success, regardless if your food's good, regardless of how, um, what the cost percentages and what the sales are and all those different factors, location, location, locations, as real as it gets, uh, regardless of all those things, if you don't have the right menu designed for a market you're in, yeah. uh, I think that you run into scenarios that you really have a hard time succeeding. And hey, most important thing is knowing when to pull the plug. That's you a good know, point. Every restaurant has a shelf life. Right. So whether that's two years, two months, 20 years, 100 years, whatever it may be, someone's, all of them are going to have a shelf life. Okay. So I think you've got to expect that eventually at some point it's going to run its course. Now you got to continue. Once let's just say you have one that's successful, you got to continue to evolve. You Continually conti- change. Yeah. And change is a tough one, but it, I think evolve doesn't scare someone away. Yeah. But I look at Cracker Barrel and I'm like, what have they changed? It's this, you know, but they're, they absolutely do so many other things right. But they're in mainstream America. Yeah. So they've, they've, they've cast the net on realistically speaking. And if you really look at where they're having their success in the Southeast, they've cast their net over 95% of the people. Mm-hmm. There's, let's just say five to 10% that don't go to Cracker Barrel. And I'm not speaking because they didn't like it one time and there was a particular reason. I'm right. speaking to, that's just that there's not a country food fan. Right. So I don't know if it's 90%. I throw in fact f- figures around like they're fact. But at the end of the day, I think when you look at something like that, Waffle House, they have found their little niche. It represents a great amount of the public they're in. They've done their demographics. They know the study. They're not going to go to New York City. But at the end of the day, they're going to find real success in the Southeast. And um, and, they, and it's worked. And every age group can go to Cracker Barrel. Yeah. It's so, di- different versus if, you know, it's a date night for the right. for the husband and wife going out and, you know, getting away from the kids to, to that, whatever that niche is. I'm going to tell you one of the biggest mistakes people make in the restaurant industry. They don't look to find out what others are doing right. They always want to find out what someone did wrong. Hmm. The great things we can learn from any business we go into, I don't care if it's McDonald's to Five Guys to, uh, you know, a local competitor in the steak world. The reality is we can learn from every single concept we go into, including hotels, including a dry cleaner shop, anything to do with going somewhere. Went to Valvoline today, getting my oil changed. The guy is saying, absolutely, my pleasure. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm feeling comfortable spending $65 for an oil change. Yeah, and I shouldn't, right. And I shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. That's yeah, right. I mean, he, he's upselling me and I'm looking at him going, sure. That's the uh, that's the Chick-fil-A model. Amen. I mean, those guys, any any Chick-fil-A, anyone listening, if you go to Chick-fil-A, you're getting a my pleasure. I mean, the, the nicest, most hot, hospitable staff. I would use the word kind. Kind, absolutely. I think kind is the thing that really personifies what is going on in those folks' head. And their training program, whether it's who they're grabbing, whether whatever they're doing internally, I don't I think the parents of the people that raised that employee played a big factor. Mm. And the success, or you know, in that in that in that person working there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, <clears throat> would you say then, what about what about to the individual? And I'm curious your thoughts because I have an idea. Okay, all right. And I've often thought of doing a food truck. Okay, all right. And and the reason is is because I watched the movie Chef yeah. with John Favreau. Which, if you haven't seen Chef, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Now, I'm not a chef. I'm not going to open up a food truck, but I love the idea of a food truck. And 
I've seen recently in our area, you know, if, if, if Southland has an event with the kids, they're bringing a couple of food trucks up sure. and, and you're starting to see more of this. When I was up North in it. Michigan, there was a big event down one of the, the main streets there, John, 60, 70 food trucks lined up. I mean, if you wanted a lobster roll, if you wanted uh, churros, you, you name it. They're getting more and more popular. They like, are. I have, a, I have a client back in Louisville. I, I shot their wedding. They just opened a mac and cheese like food truck. That just sounds good right now. Yeah. Well, the thought of, we, we did it with Drake's and we're thrilled with what we've done in terms of creating the Drake's food truck. And it's been amazing. We went down, we opened our Burlington location three weeks, four weeks ago, three weeks ago. Went down there for an entire week. Couldn't get it, couldn't get it licensed. All these different factors were keeping us, and we just we just want we just want to drive around, and give away free food. Yeah, we want to go take it to this spot, to this spot, and they're like, you you want to what? We just want to go give free food. Well, anyway, make a long story short, we go down there with our food truck, give away food. It was a great way to open up the week before. Yeah, we were actually going to open. Uh, but interesting when you mentioned that deal in New York City, the amount of money those folks have to pay. Mm. to be there the only one that's really making a ton of money the city is the city whoever designed that ability for them to come in and really yeah well i'm speaking no i i get it i get it morality but remember one thing when you find something um a lot of great businesses designed to really create your own job okay and i think when you look at some of these things and i think owning owning restaurants i had the desire i was going to do johnny max and i think i learned really pretty fast you got to be sharp, and I'm not talking about anything like educational. I'm, it's savvy, and I know I was never savvy enough to have done it. I'm very thankful that I never got, had an opportunity to go do that. You're uh, not afraid I'm, to know what your limitations are. I, I'm not, and yeah. I would have failed. I, w- I didn't know enough about the business, and it wasn't whether I was good at hospitality. It wasn't whether I was good at running the front door of a restaurant or leading people. Had nothing. I didn't understand how to run a business at that particular point. So for me, I was fortunate enough to find a great company to say, hey, let's rock and roll with uh, you being a part of the growth of our company. And I was very lucky to be a part of that. But I've always thought going and opening a restaurant and saying, I'm going to do one. Mm. I think you got to have one before you can ever do two to three to four. But I think the end game ought to be you want to have at least four of them. And you've not created yourself a job. You've created a career and you have the ability. There's people running your restaurants and you're actually becoming that owner. But to to, to, to open a restaurant know that you're going to be there seven days a week and you're going to be the acting GM at that particular spot, that just was never appealing to me. So so let me ask you this. You tell, you said that every restaurant has its shelf life. <clears throat> For the and most I, part. Sure. And, I, and I get that. But then I'm going, I'm going to not disagree with you, but but I look at the one, the concepts, let's look at like Sahara. Okay, here in Lexington. Yep. Or Oasis. Now I know that these are, these are um, special niche um, markets, but man, I mean, they're killing it. I mean, lines out the door, sure. but they're not opening three, two, three, four all around. So I'm, I'm wondering, is there still that opportunity for that entrepreneur that says, look, I've got a, a, a sauce recipe that, that I can take and I can share and I don't want to open two, three or four, you know, that's fair. But what do all of them have in common? A location. No, I wouldn't necessarily call, I mean, I wouldn't call Sahara's location bad, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's in, you know. Right. It's actually, the the parking there's horrible. (laughs) It's it's pretty tough. Yeah. That's really a compliment to them. Sure. So many people are going. The reality is food is designed, restaurants are designed for good food. Yes. 
So if you don't look at every scenario, and, and he's done an amazing job with his food. You, you, the reality it's, of it is it's really it's good. It's phenomenal. It, it tastes really good. Yeah. So the yeah, first if you're in Lexington here, yeah. go to Sahara, yeah. go to Oasis, just go phenomenal food. It. Yeah. Uh, but it goes back to that's the first thing. You got to have amazing food. You got to get the food right. Yeah. There was a place called the Clam Shell in Chicago. And it was the worst service, and it was in the middle of this basement. You walked through a chain link fence down the, and for, for some reason, it had no that one salad dressing. You went there for Alaskan king crab legs and coleslaw, and <laughs> and uh, I think they gave you some type of potato. Then you you this is all you get, and you're like okay, and you just because it was so good, and, <laughs> they got uh, the food right, but they got the food right. Yeah, and I've always said that the most important thing in restaurants is the food has to be right. Yeah. No, you're a hundred percent there. And when, uh, when I was with, uh, Cheddar's, it was the same, the same concept that, and that's where I got that, that I can't coin, I did not coin that phrase. You know, that was one of the things that they, they said, get, just get, start getting the food right. Amen. Yeah. And if you uh, get that, then you got a shot. That's right. Yeah. And then there's a lot of moving parts to really get to, to mesh well. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if it's going to, if you're going <laughs> to serve a cheeseburger, Make sure it's a really good cheese. Let me tell you, Malone's has gotten their cheeseburger right. I can attest. <laughs> I, I, what do you? Why do you think it's good? And I'm being serious with that question. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go on I'm gonna go on the limb, Hunter. It's not it's not gonna be my go to for a cheeseburger. I mean, I'm just John. Yeah, you know, I love it. But Hunter, I want to hear this. Go ahead. I don't know why. I, it just tastes good. I don't. I eat cheeseburgers plain because I'm a child. I, I uh, for whatever I reason eat, can't eat a I, cheeseburger that has anything on it except for cheese. But that Harry's that Harry's mini burger. Harry's the mini Harry's mini burger is different insane. than the Malone's burger, though. I agree. Yeah, uh, the Harry's mini burger. You do not need to put a thing on it. Nope. There's something about the perfect, and we, we talk about it all the time. The bun to burger ratio. Yeah. It cannot have too much meat, and it can't have too little. It has to be the proper burger-to-bun ratio. And you're seasoning it wall-to-wall, aren't you? Well, yeah, I don't want to give all the way the straight <laughs> thing. But, uh... <laughs> so, Hunter, give me your top top three burgers in Lexington. Well, uh, obviously, one is Harry's. Yep. Two used to be Willie's locally known, but they closed oh, like no. Willie's had such a six good months ago, and I almost cried at their front door when I walked up there and saw it, that it said, we're closed. I know. Um, I don't have a third. I don't know. Those were those what were about my five two. guys. Five guys. I I do. I think at this point I've eaten five guys so often that I'm starting to get sick of it. But that's just it's it's my fault. Yeah. It's not five guys' fault. Their burgers are phenomenal. All right, burger five or five guys. Five guys, hundred percent. Huh? I think Drake's has one of my favorites. I don't think I've the had Drake's. All, all American world. man, all world, just a killer burger. You know, there's a burger summit. You've been to it, haven't you? I have not. There is a burger summit. I remember. Um, individuals going at, at my old at my old company and two or three of them went <clears throat> and it's basically a two-day event and it's just burgers and it's you know you know i don't i don't know what they covered there but it was the burgers obc did a burger for burger week it's the best burger i've ever had in my life and i'm not and i'm not being obviously i'm biased but it was the perfect truffle it was a truffle butter Man. with uh an aioli and fried onions and the one thing that really stood out is I could taste the meat. Mm. And I love condiments. So to me, a great burger that I'm tasting all the different flavors. Uh, and I can eat a plain 
burger as well. I'm 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 a burger lover, but at the end of the day, this this will be we're going to do it for Restaurant Week. Okay, and uh, because we had such a demand for this burger at uh, OBC for Burger Week. When is Burger Week, John? We just finished it up. Oh, that's right. That's right. Just I, finished up. It sorry, was, um, Madhouse for uh, seven straight days at the Five Concepts. It participated. I, I was, uh, I was not. No, I did. I did make it over to Drake's. I tried that one for Burger Week, and I think I did two more. Uh, I know individuals. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm afraid to hear. They were hitting 14, 15 places in a week. I mean, oh, that's a cow. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of burgers, man. I well, mean, let's that's do some simple math. They're buying a five dollar burger. They're getting a five dollar thing of fries. They got a three dollar drink or beer, whatever. So they're spending forty a day. Yes. Uh, yeah, for what? For the next five, six days, for six for seven days, seven days. That's yeah, three hundred and fifty, but about three hundred and fifty bucks. They, they love burgers. Hey, I know we love them. So I got to tell you, one of the things that changed when I when I was working uh, for Cheddar's. When I first started, one of the, uh, I think it was the the um, COO there, Steve, he pulled me aside. I had known Steve maybe a few weeks. <clears throat> and he said, listen, I, I want to apologize to you now. He said, because if you stay here with this company, you'll never eat. And I'm going to apologize to your wife because you'll never experience restaurants the same again. You'll never be able to walk in. It's like it's like the Matrix. You know, you so true. you see a different. You see the the restaurant through a different lens when you work in that in that industry. And I guess that's how it is in any industry. That's right. When you go in, but to this day, you know, it, it's nothing that's going to dull. I think because I did it for so long. But now, yeah, to this day, if Sarah and I go out, I will pick up my phone and I'll text Steve and I will tell him the story of something I've just seen, right. heard, experienced. And he's just responds back with a couple of funny emojis and tell Sarah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you agree, right? Yeah. I mean, some of the things that, that, that. But on the same token, I've been so lucky in the world I've been in. Oh, sure. So I look at it from like. I've gotten, I people. I tell people all the time that I work in the restaurant business and there's that sigh like, oh, like, <laughs> oh, oh, really? So, uh, but then again, once they sort of get past that initial, like, oh, you have to work those late hours. Uh, but at the end of the day, I've been fortunate enough to get past that. But everyone thinks it's intriguing. Everyone it loves is. It. We do it three times a day, sometimes six if you're people yeah. like me. That's right. You know, That's right. You know, so at the end of the day, eating is such a great part. But I do love to find out what people have done right yeah. in a restaurant. I, there, there's a lot of fun for me to look at something and go, man, I'm, that, that's going with me. John, you went to New York, I think it was last year, with your family. Yep. And I think you had a trip up there. <clears throat> Hunter, I follow John on Instagram, and uh, he was posting pictures of all his meals. Now, John knows me. I'm a foodie. I mean, I, there's nothing to me. I mean, there's a lot of things better, but I love just a good, you know, good meal. Everything about it from, from the experience to the food, to the company, to the environment, to the atmosphere. John's posting all these pictures, right? So here's what he says. He, he takes a picture. I think it was of a map. A mural. And it was a mural. That's yeah. right. Don't. And he, he says, what anyone who can guess what restaurant I'm in, yes, it was a big gift certificate to to, to Malone's or yes. uh, Harry's or something. I think I spent probably an hour and a half. I'm using scanning heuristic technology. I'm I'm doing map mapping within Google Images to try and find this because I'm I'm like I'm going to get this. I'm going to get. I didn't get it obviously. But where were you? John's Pizzeria in Times Square. It, and it's a go to because I think when you go to New York. Trying to find something, because most food in New York doesn't travel back. 
No. It's too, it's too out there for right. us here in Kentucky for the most part. So if trying to find a Hillstone, and if you ever get a chance to go to New York and you don't go to Hillstone, you, you should. It's a, okay. it's a Houston's concept. you know. But there's always these little one-offs that aren't going to cost you 125 I mean, I can go to Balthazar and be the happiest guy in the world with my wife. We took our kids. They need to see that. But, sure. you know, uh, at the end of the day, the little French brasserie is neat. But I want to find little holes in the wall that aren't, you know, Shake that's, Shack is that's really the authentic. good up there. Right. You know, I, I'm really comfortable walking out of Shake Shack for $44. I feel like <laughs> I just stole something in New York City. Uh, but John's Pizzeria is that as well. And I get my yingling and I drink to it, picture those with the wife and sit there and just laugh and so have a good time. When I, I went on a senior's trip there to New York City, it was the last time I went, so it's been a while, and I went to Carnegie Deli. Oh, nice. And I have the picture of, <laughs> I have a picture of me eating this corned beef. It's absurd. It was, you're right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's 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 a foot high. Yeah. You know. And you have to pay first or they're, they're, they think you're going to rob. That's right. Or, or steal <laughs> from them. It's the craziest thing in the world. You know, food is one of those things that we can all share. We I love it. I'm actually getting hungry you know, talking about this. I am this. starving. <laughs> like, I'm going to get a burger as soon as we're done with this. You want you want a Five Guys, don't you? Five Guys are, I'm even desperate for McDonald's at this point. I'm so hungry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so there's one more thing that I want to talk about, John, that you and I share, and that is a love of the sport, CrossFit. Yes. And I and I don't love it as much as you do. No, I look, no. And if you look no, at don't say bodies, that. <laughs> you would say, I think Joey likes it more than John. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Let me tell you, those of you listening. So, John, you're consistent with it. So, I'm hot and cold. I'll go a season and I'll be, you know me, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I love it. It's, you know, I'm, I'm digging it. And then I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do this. You know, I can't, I can't redline again today. But... But but you you you're you're consistent. Well, I actually unfortunately haven't been able to find that pure consistency over a three month period. I might do really well for let's just say four or five weeks, six weeks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I just crash and burn for three. Yeah. You know, whether it's work related or whether sure. it's body related or uh food related. I can think of a thousand reasons to eat well. Right. And I, <laughs> uh, and I don't mean healthy. I'm talking That's about right. eat eat properly and then the next thing you go ah i don't think i need to go to the gym today so <laughs> i think i'm on that roller coaster ride of uh trying to find that right balance between right working out and doing my job sure for the most part and getting paid to eat and i do i do that really well yeah i, I hear you i oh, know absolutely. absolutely but i do enjoy crossfit because i'd like i like the premise behind it i love the competition side of it um at 49 i'm certainly nowhere even near anything worth anything at that gym other than the fact that maybe I can provide some comic relief every now and then. But uh, hey. I do enjoy going to CrossFit 859. Yeah, no, I was going to say, let's shout out to 859. And if uh, anyone from 859 is listening, I definitely want to get KJ and some of the guys in here to do a podcast. I'd, I'd love to get them on the panel here Oh, they'd love uh, it. to talk about it and just... just You'd have to do some video because they would want to come in without their shirts. <clears throat> they would have to come in. That's right. I mean, they, you know, yeah. everywhere... We, and the girls in their tank, tank tops just, I mean, just... Yeah. I, I mean, I I've seen I've seen more uh, muscle ups and and ring muscle ups. I'm, I never got one. Never so, got one. Go ahead. Have you ever heard David Letterman interview Matt Damon talking about Matthew McConaughey? No. Okay, it is worth googling. <clears throat> okay, this if you're listening to this, just stop. Go hit 
YouTube, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, or Matt Damon, David Letterman, and he impersonates, impersonates. McConaughey in something, uh, uh, and I can't do it, but right. he, he, I'm going to give it a shot here. Uh, uh, sir, they're talking about Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Uh, I think this would be a pretty good scene for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> and, and Damon does it in the McConaughey voice, and it is priceless it's just <laughs> that good so uh but kj and the boys that would all be in here wanted to have we went to a pool party and there wasn't a shirt to be had right you know, on saturday <laughs> afternoon i mean everybody's got their of shirt. course i mean i mean it was hot but at the end of the yeah. day it was yeah. just a perfect opportunity people to go skins yeah uh, well <clears throat> that was one of my first experiences i remember when i first went over there and the the, the workout is getting ready to start <laughs> and kj of course he comes in and i'm like hey what's up kj he's like hey man you're gonna kill it today he gives me a fist bump and he takes his shirt off and I'm like, is is this Matt Frazier right next to me? Or, or you know, I'm like, who is this guy? Hey, you know, he's a very fit. Uh, oh, I'm gone blank. Oh, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, Talking about uh, Pitbull? Pitbull? Who? Pitbull, yeah. Pitbull. He's a very fit Pitbull. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bald head. That's right. KJ, I'm sorry. KJ, <laughs> we want this. I want you and your crew in here, man. You guys got to come in here and uh, give us an episode on the topic of choice. But l- l- let me begin to, to wrap up here, John. We finished, <clears throat> we finished the open. That was it for me. I went through the open with you. And I remember you and I were texting every day or every, yeah. I think it was every day because I hit my workouts. You I were doing it. I was yeah. doing them at a different time. You were coming in at like the five o'clock and I was doing the 12, I yes. think I'm at lunch. And, um, and I remember texting you like, it's horrible. You're going to die, you know, or something like that. that perfect precursor to going in, yeah. knowing you're going to be I'm just going to mess with John's head. 15 to 25 minutes, whatever. Just another, an, another thing that uh, we have in common. It's a lot of fun. So, well, John, I appreciate you coming in tonight. I appreciate the time. Um, uh, we, you know, we need to do more meals together and just have more uh, great experiences. Um, but just, it's been, a, it's been fun watching how, how you have progressed through your career and where you are with BHG now. So I really appreciate you coming and sharing your time. Thanks for having me and great talking to you and Hunter. Guys, go to uh, topicofchoice.com. You can uh, find us on...